Astrology is your story, human design is your strategy, energy is the work, and hi, I'm your girl Neha. Welcome to the Thinking About Life podcast. This is where we ponder about all the things from a spiritually curious and therapeutic lens. You'll hear in-depth and energizing interviews, inspired riffs, educational series on astrology and human design, and so much more. Ready to create your unique version of soulful success and live your yummiest life? Keep listening for more. Welcome back to the Thinking About Life podcast. On today's episode, I am interviewing a dear friend of mine and someone who is a amazing health, fitness, wellness coach who not only helps you, you know, get your workout in and eat better, but also love yourself and take action from a self-loving, compassionate, sustainable place. Yvette is so incredible and has such an incredible story and journey, and she helps um, support and guide people in cultivating a sustainable personal vision of health for their lives by helping them transform their body, mind, and spirits through the foundations of self-love and intuitive wellness. So we talk about so much goodness in this episode, and Yvette is just um, such a warm, she's the Sagittarius Sag, she's got this beautiful, warm, fiery spirit, and has really helped me shift my perspective so much on fitness, like moving my body, moving my body as an act of self-love, listening to my body, and um, yes, encouraging myself to move my body, but also being compassionate to myself on the days that I don't move my body, and knowing that I'm also self-loving and worthy and lovable and awesome in that moment too. And so it's really about that sustainable health journey. So without further ado, if that's something that you are looking for, listen to this episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited. I have an amazing guest here who is a dear friend of mine. We met um, over Zoom during the pandemic. And today I have with me Yvette Contreras. She is she is such an amazing health life coach. She supports and guides people in cultivating a sustainable personal vision of their health for their lives by helping them transform their mind, body, and spirits through the foundation of self-love and intuitive wellness. Welcome to the party, Yvette. Yay! Yay! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Neha, and hello, everybody. Hello, hello. So me and Yvette met through uh, our mutual friend, Lena. Lena was hosting these happy hours at the start of the pandemic, just for some community and connection. And over time, we kept meeting every Friday and there were six of us there Mm -hmm. meeting consistently. And we really developed this sisterhood and friendship during a time where we were hashtag social distancing. (laughs) It really is crazy. Like exactly what you said, how we were kind of just all these, these randoms just looking for community connection. Mm -hmm. Boy, did we find it? Didn't we? Like you did (laughs) like sisterhood and 
um, like collective relationship um, for all of us. And it was just, I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for so grateful. you. Know. I am too. And so throughout our conversations, when we started connecting, I started seeing that Yvette had this passion for health and wellness and self-love. So Yvette, I know you have had your journey of self-love. So tell us, why is that so important to you? <laughs> um, my journey um, is so important to me because it literally like saved my life. Um, my self-love journey was why I'm here today. If I would have never had the connection within myself, um, I just wouldn't be standing here. Um, I used to be addicted to hardcore drugs, um, heroin, cocaine, all of the things at a rather young age. And the majority of my early adolescence and, and my early 20s was battling um, addiction and not ever being connected to myself. I was always, always looking for something to sedate me and sedate me. And I, I, and it led me down this path of destruction. And not only was the destruction harmful for me, but it was harmful for everyone around me. And my saving grace was my connection to myself. Um, learning who I was and, and, and finding out reasons why I was in so much pain and struggle. And that path, when I found it, there was just no turning back. There was no more closing my eyes on, on myself and why I'm here and my, my, my purpose here. And my purpose is my story. I believe in storytelling. I don't always believe that everyone's story um, is for everyone. Um, but I do believe in embracing your own personal story. But part of my purpose here is to love myself out loud. And self-love is is my journey. It's my purpose. And I'm here to speak on it, to grow with people um, who are on a path similar to mine and not even similar to mine because you might not have had to have a path so so severe and crazy as being a heroin addict, but we're all still trying to heal something within us. We're all battling mm. these things, um, these demons within us that are, and society's beliefs of don't love yourself, don't go inward, you need outward, um, outward affection. And, and so I'm just here to, to do what I do, love myself, not look back and share that journey with as many people as, as God will allow me to touch. That is so beautiful. I remember hearing about your story and your journey in a self-love workshop last year. And, you know, self-love, self-care, these terms might seem kind of like, woo, you know, up in the air. But, you know, as you said, as you shared in your story, self-love and connecting with yourself saved your life. This is not just, you know, fluffy champagne and bathtubs though we love a good champagne in the bathtub <laughs> you know if that resonates with certain people mm -hmm. right but it's so much more than that it's about really healing and connecting mm -hmm. I watched this TED talk on connection where they were talking about the opposite uh, of addiction isn't not addiction it's not even you know psychological wellness or peace 
it's connection. Ooh, I love that. It's so true. Like, it's so true. The opposite of addiction is connection. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit on yes. that for a second. I really, I really love <laughs> Because one of the, the roads of, um, one of the paths I've taken through this, through this journey of mine and the, and the, the self-love was, was looking at reasons, looking at reasons why I was so hurt, why, why I, I ran to such, um, to such painful, destructive ways and habits. Like, how did I get here? How, why all of these things. And early on in my journey, I'm sure like everyone else who's really done some good inner work, like before you can get to the champagne bubble baths, you're getting to the sobbing in the dark bubble baths. Right. <laughs> sitting in a corner, like with your soul bared out to the nothingness. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what is happening? Um, and one of the things that I realized about myself is my emotions, my my power as an empath is one of the reasons unhealed ran me into addiction because that ability to feel so heavily when I didn't know, when I wasn't properly, um, properly taught, properly supported in emotion and the spiritual world, like true spirituality versus like I grew up in Catholic school and all of that stuff mm-hmm. without the, the, the real knowledge and the real understanding and, um, the real support to run towards all of these, these healing beings and, and just all of the feels without that, everything I th- saw, I, everything felt wrong. Like I feel so much and I couldn't understand why I, I felt pain from other people, why news upset me in a very deep way. Um, and my family had a lot of trauma and it's just without even knowing when I can look back on it now, I was just sucking up all of this pain, all of these things, mm-hmm. um, along with the things that I personally went through and not having a proper foundation um, or medium of art or anything like that to get it out. And so I was running and suppressing feelings strong ones. Like I didn't want to feel like I had a purpose. I didn't, I knew if I, if I knew if I showed up, then I would have to really show up because my purpose is big. Mm-hmm. Um, God's calling for me is, is large and takes a lot. And so I just suppressed everything. And when, yeah. and when just the straight ignoring things didn't work, then I just, I turned to drugs and I turned to men and I turned to destructive behavior. And I turned to this like whole criminal lifestyle that just got out of hand and just ignored myself. But the funny thing is, while that addiction was getting stronger, that higher self was also trying to get stronger. And the the suppressive behaviors had to get stronger as well to keep growing that, you know, throwing more monstrous things on top of that because that that higher self, ooh, she wanted to get out. And at the time it was just like a tiny feeling that you can't describe or a but now I know, you know, it, it, it was, it's, 
there was a divine seed planted in me. But at that time, you're just like, there's something I'm supposed to be doing something like there's, there's just something else. And it's just is getting stronger. And the more I suppress it, I was getting sadder and sadder and depressed and cutting myself and just it, it's a wild ride. Yeah. Mm hmm. I don't even know where I started with that, but <laughs> but just the just the that dis the the disconnection and the the farther I went from my truth and from yeah. my my authenticity and believing in myself, like the farther that connection went, deeper the hole got. Yeah, you know you you started like sharing from your journey when you were you were younger, feeling those those empathetic feelings, you know, being really tuned mm -hmm. into, you know, pe other people's emotions, you know, you, when you watch the news that felt really intense and all these things, you know, you were, you sounds like you were highly sensitive and it, our society, our current structures don't support people tuning into their sensitivity, connecting into that. Instead, we're fed these narratives like just get over it, you know, suppress it, stop being a baby, stop being such a girl, all these like weird narratives, limiting narratives that are fed to us that often disconnect us from what, what we feel, what we know. And you said you knew God's calling for you was so big. And that can be a lot to hold when you've got a big heart, you've got a lot to share, you've got all this empathy in you, but the world isn't set up for you to feel safe in being all of those things. So what do we do? You know, I, I resonate with that part of your story with like numbing and disconnecting and suppressing. And for me, it wasn't like hard drugs. But for me, when I discovered alcohol, I for a couple years really used that as a numbing device. And I took a year and a little bit more off to completely not drink in order to really disconnect from disconnect that from my narrative. And now I only intentionally drink when I truly desire it rather than like, oh, well, I'm 17 and everyone around me is doing it. So I should do it. Oh, shit. I don't actually know the consequences of, of taking this drug into my body and going into excess because, you know, this is kind of a dark thought, but it was like when I would black out at those ages, it was, I almost liked it because it was like, well, clearly I was funny and charming and mm. hot without me even having to be fully, without me being present at all, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was like, I could just autopilot my life instead of actually connecting to myself mm. and connecting to why, what, what, what is here that I don't want to feel that I'm trying right. so hard not to feel? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. Um, so, um, I follow this girl, her name is, uh, get fit with Jen <laughs> and she shared something, a question that she heard on a podcast and that question, Ooh, it was good. So I'm going to share it with you guys. Um, she said, is this a question we need to be asking ourselves, you know, often through this journey? And the question, it's 
it's going to, it's not going to be like verbatim, but the question is, um, are you really healed? Like, did you really heal this or are you just learning new ways to cope mm. or to suppress this? And I'm like, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially when it's those one or two things that is just always coming back. And you're like, I thought I dealt with this. Like, did I though? Did I or am I on a new level learning some tricky ways? <laughs> yes. Hope and call it heal. Right. You know, I'll keep it real. For me, for a while, it was spirituality became my drug, like Mm -hmm. trying to learn all the things, read the things, learn new healing modalities. Okay, how can I heal myself more? (laughs) All right. All right. Tap, 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 tap. You know, meditate, meditate, meditate. And it was like, I, but it got in that scenario, I wasn't drinking, I wasn't doing anything like that. But I was still not fully present for my life. I just wanted to meditate in my room all day and pull tarot cards instead of like going out and connecting with people and doing the things I was doing. Um, And so I just want to, you know, if you're healing some dark stuff, hi, you're not alone. And, you know, healing works in a spiral, healing it's like there's always new layers here in earth school you know (laughs) heal these patterns and then then sometimes themes emerge for us to look at it from a different angle or you know so many layers so many layers (laughs) I love that question you posed could you ask it again actually because I feel like it needs to land which one again that question about did you really heal or I'm like what okay (laughs) all right did you really heal this or did you just learn new ways to cope with this Mm. what came up for you when you heard that question hmm um well, to be honest, nothing in particular. I It just really sat with me that I need to reevaluate things that resurface. Mm-hmm. Um, so there wasn't one thing for me that came up, but it was like, wow, this is a strong, this is a powerful question that resonated with me. And oftentimes, you know, there's, there's some, there's some things that resurface with me and it's almost like, ha, you laugh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this again, got a deal. And, and, you know, I I think about it and and I sit with it and all those things. And then there's some things that come up that almost trigger me. And I'm like, Yvette, really like this. And some things feel lighter than others when they, when they Mm -hmm. resurface. Some, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for round 55 with this. And other times, there's a trigger where it's like, I beat myself up a little bit, a little bit of fear, like something else. And I'm like, oh, that might be a flag. Mm. Those ones, maybe, you know, I I think I'm too bad and too grown for them and I get a little sassy. Yeah. Because of that and the way I'm triggered by that is because... Maybe I'm coping somewhere. Maybe um, my new level of me 
hasn't really healed all of this. And I think just because I'm big and bad healer, self-love girl, I dealt with it and, and I'm just coping with these things in a different, in a different way and telling myself a different narrative about it. Right. So again, nothing in particular, but there are those times, like I said, some things resurface and some feel a little lighter than others. Some yeah. feel a little more weighted or a little more, um, egotistical <laughs> mm-hmm. um and so i'm so that's gonna be something that i i add to that that tool that my tool belt for kind of shifting discerning when it goes when i go forward now with um with healing yes yes i feel like when my when this emerges for me whenever i'm like ah this again you know, that meme where it's like that, I think it's like this video game guy and it's like, oh, nah, this shit again. <laughs> um, but whatever that feeling comes up for me, a limiting belief that emerges is I know this already. Mm. I know this already. Right. That ego. God, you want me to do more money mindset? I know this already. Right. I'm a rich bitch. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Rich bitches don't gotta do this. <laughs> right. You mean a journal on this shit again? Come oh, on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So when when you come up upon like this limiting belief of like, I know this already, or <laughs> Ugh, this shit again, what's your approach? Like, how do you hold yourself in in that next level of healing? Hmm. Um, so I, I usually start, um, start from, from box one, from step one of, I'm going to take this that's coming up for me and go back to good old clarity, good old love and clarity and say, now where, what, what is my intention for this area in my life? Mm. What is my intention here again? Has it changed? Am I am, am I seeing something different now? Is something mirroring and reflecting into my higher self different now in this yeah. thing? Because something about me I learned, like I I I change and I heal quick. <laughs> like I go through mm-hmm. things like I'm not even the same person I was like December. Like right. <laughs> in person, December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so I've learned that reevaluation um even from square one is always necessary mm. um, this is coming up for me again where where do i want to be with this what do i feel is my highest self uh, want to be with this and also what in this is still triggering for me and also discernment getting quiet and any pain that starts to pop up in my body any tenseness when i think about it is it my clenching my jaw and my feeling my shoulders all of that um, i'm big in the the chakra healing and I, I believe we hold things in different parts of our body and our bodies yes. tell us what's up so going back to that and, and that's that that starts to to get me on the wavelength and um asking for it so with all of that noticing what's going on in my body, getting the clarity on, on what it is that's triggering me and then opening myself up for receiving any, any more guidance on that. And then usually 
um, my intuition doesn't, it comes through day by day and all of a sudden I'll be doing something somewhere and I'll have a memory or, or something, but mm. just, just noticing it, feeling it in my, in my physical and then being open to receiving anything on it will usually open up a lot of great, um, windows of insight for me. That is so, so simple and so powerful because our bodies are so wise. Our bodies know. And so I love that, you know, you share that you come back to box one, you come into it with, with that love and you come in with this intention of clarity of like, all right, this area of life, where am I at? What do I want? What is specifically triggering or activating for me right now? What themes are coming up? And I love that piece you shared about like opening windows and allowing things to come up over time. You know, it's not just you sit down with your journal and then you bust through the healing in one hour. It is really step by step, day by day. And just creating that silence and that space for the divine, you know, for universe, the God, source, however, you know, you you tap into something bigger than you mm-hmm. to really share those insights with you day by day. I feel like that's so powerful because that also creates space for self-trust to build. You know, I notice a lot of people struggle with Mm self-trust, especially when it comes to like their intuition. They're like, Neha, how do I know this is intuition? How do I know if this is fear? How do I know if this is my old trauma? And you know, well, one intuition speaks calm and clear. Fear convinces you. Intuition does not try and convince you of shit. Intuition's like, here you go. Here it is. Do what you want with it. Right. <laughs> I'm going back. <laughs> right. Right. Here's here's the lowdown. Take it or leave it. But fear will be like, don't do this. You know, don't invest in that because how are you going to make the money? Or like, don't talk to that cute guy because he's going to reject you. And like, you got to hold, you got to protect yourself. See, that's energy of fear. Energy And that intuition, fear. that intuition is truly day by day. And self-trust builds up that way. So I know in your practice, you do a lot with intuitive wellness, intuitive eating, Mm -hmm. intuitive movement, all the intuitive everything. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about that. Ah, So intuitive wellness, um, intuitive movement, nutrition, um, all of it is going back again to connection. And the way I kind of like to speak of it and introduce people into it, it's okay, we're all, we all praise and follow and talk mind, body, soul connection, right? But oftentimes mm-hmm. when we're talking about health and wellness, fitness, it's outside of the body. I mean, I'm sorry, the mind. And my thing is, I want you to invite inner work, the work that we're all doing into fitness. It is no longer separate. Like it's going to all start within just like everything else. Do the inner work on fitness. And I know that like sometimes at first you're like, uh, what? <laughs> but um, so just like we do when we're healing, when we are changing, when we're transforming, when we're un covering new layers of ourselves. Um, I want to take, 
I teach people how to take that same foundation and bring it over to your physical being, um, the fitness and nutrition aspect. So rediscovery, rediscovering your palate, rediscovering layers of what tastes good to you, um, mm. listening to hunger cues. Um, when you are craving something, I want you to be mindful. I give people like, um, I give people these, these prompts and these, these homework, like when you are craving what you in your mind, um, think is, is, is not healthy or bad food. Is it because you've been sold it? Is it because of advertisement? Is it because you've eaten this your whole life? Um, is it because you are truly hungry for this? Is it feeding your soul? Like, like what, why are you craving these things? And, and stop restricting things. And again, just rediscovering the connection and what your body is trying to tell you. Um, so I, at first I don't teach people or want people to be restrictive. I just want them to be able to hear themselves better. Um, to understand uh, why you want food that you do. Are you even being present with your food or are you just mindlessly eating while you're um, on Instagram or watching television? Mm -hmm. uh, so no restrictiveness, just bringing back that connection, that inner work and self-discovery in terms of nutrition. Um, and then it, it, it just... It, connection. So even when in, when it comes to addiction, um, people are addicted to food, they're addicted to sugar, they're addicted to, to, to carbonation and all of that self. And so the more connection you have, the farther along you'll be from those addictive behaviors that aren't truly serving you. Mm. So aside from that, when it comes to, um, working out, you know, uh, what kind of, let's just get the body moving. Like, what do you enjoy? Do you enjoy stretching? Do you enjoy dance in your living room? Like to Britney Spears, um, tribal dance, drums. Like, let's just start listening to what the body wants mm. and, and just things like that. And slow, steady process of, um, of connection. And then once you get to that point, you'll, you'll, you'll start to uncover new layers of you and, and find, you know, this is really good. I really do enjoy eating like this. And now I can tell the difference of what's feeding my soul and what's feeding ego and fear and, and, and things that really, yeah. and same thing with movement. So I just help people get, get clear and bring that inner work into the fitness realm. That is so, uh, I love that so much. It's so needed um, because, well, one, I, I'll tell you, I have this tendency sometimes, You, if you're listening to this, you probably have heard me say, live a yummy life, live a yummy life. And I, I made that phrase because in the spiritual world, I kept seeing people being like, ah, I'm just going to like, that escapism energy of like, okay, I'm just going to astral project all day or meditate all day or, you know, go on cute retreats to Bali and like <laughs> not live my real physical life. Right. And so for me, it was about, let me come into my body and let me, let me live a life that makes me go, mm, mm. Mm, you know? And so that's for me is what living a yummy life is about. And so from that, I do love to eat and an, a tendency that I'm trying to intuitively hold myself in and be mindful of is sometimes I'll overeat to the point where it doesn't feel good. 
um, just because I want, it's this feeling of like, I want to get full. I want, I, I, I want to be enough. And so it connects to this limiting belief of like, I'm not enough on my own. And so that specifically is a story for me that might not resonate with you. It might resonate with you. But I think that that is so needed and so powerful. Um, And you were sharing about the body keeps score earlier about how we hold all the emotions in our body. So it's, I love that this work around health and fitness, which is traditionally so like, so much about like, yeah, let's get fit. Yeah. Summer, like (laughs) all of that versus you're, you're, you're like, let's not start with hot girl summer. Let's start with like, you're already the hot girl or, you know, hot person inside of you and and building that relationship. Because the truth is, again, going back to any kind of inner work or any change and transformation, right? When you come from a place of true love and honoring, we're able to sustain. Versus Mm. when you're coming towards something with trying to change something about yourself, like I'm already, let me get abs and a big butt and all of this because I don't have now. I'm not worthy now. I, this is something I'm trying to shift and change about myself versus let's honor our body. And guess what? The pro to that is a snatched waist and and, and like glowing skin. Like it comes with it. Like wellness is a, is, is a state of mind. Everything mm-hmm. else is just the the cherry on top. Um, yes. And so we have to come, you know, taking care of our bodies, which um, carry us through the day. It's, it's an honor. It's, it's an offering. It's a, it's a sacred or, ordeal to take care of this temple. And when mm-hmm. you come from a place of, of loving it and respecting and honoring it versus I need to change what I look like. I like this thing mm. for me. Um, it's not going to be sustainable and you won't have a true intentional connection. You always have to have a why. And that why has to be planted in a seed of, of love. And mm. that is what it is. It just any other way. I mean, these, and I, and I've, this is again, part of, of, of my journey. When I first started, you know, working out and all of this, um, some of it just didn't align. And I was a personal trainer and I'm like, I don't look like these other girls. I'm not all like buff. And you're trying to, you know, eat things that aren't resonating with your soul. And yeah, it worked for a few years, but what it, it, it wasn't me. It wasn't aligned with who I am. I was too, tired and and just not being able to be present and there was all of these other things dragging around protein powder everywhere I went and not having (laughs) decent meals because I didn't know what else to put you know into my body and I'm like this Mm. this isn't it and then when I saw the um what really clicked for me is when I saw the extreme change the shift of food and spirituality like how I was able to the cleaner I, I ate, the healthier my gut got, which is the, in, the intuitive body, you know, yes. just the connection to, um, to the, div- the, the divinity and just how energetically I was able to be more calm in my, in my meditation and list because I didn't have racy thoughts. I didn't have caffeine in me. I didn't have all this sugar and everything mm-hmm. just felt 
so light. My, it, it really, that's what really clicked for me. And yeah, it was a, it's a, it's definitely a journey. And a lot of, um, that's something a lot of people challenge are challenged with. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, like nutrition is very challenging. It is a, it's such an emotional attachment we have to food. Um, it's, and don't even get me on like society and our, and our body. Um, but we have to approach it like we do with everything else, just day by day, decision by decision with grace, with love, um, understanding and the connection to ourselves. And yes, it's possible. It's possible to, to redefine that relationship with food. It, it really is. I love that the central theme of your work is that connection piece, that connecting to ourselves, our mindset, our bodies, our soul, and, you know, even, even our guts, our gut, the gut brain is a real thing. And so many people real thing. struggle with anxiety and depression. And, you know, a lot of the science now is showing that serotonin, which is one of the, the happy neurotransmitters in our body, is produced in the gut. And so if it's not just about eating clean and just, you know, you know, eating the vegetables, eating the salmon or eating the whatever you the healthy narrative is. It's about what is correct for me and my body. Right. It's not about following some other basic meal plan. And I love that you go so much deeper in your work rather than just, you know, surface level health and fitness. It's really about you know, as you said, honoring our sacred temples that are our bodies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I love it. It, it, yeah. I'm very happy. <laughs> I love seeing people happy. Very happy. <laughs> as a, as a human design tidbit, uh, Yvette is a manifesting generator. <laughs> so she's here to be lit up by I'm what good. she's doing. That's so this, true. Yes. I'm this is a happy Manny Judd. And one thing I want to share is like the magic of your intuition in your work. When we were on one of our happy hour calls, um, one of the other ladies was sharing that, you know, she was just feeling really tired and really this and really that. And she was like, she went into what our society normalizes with it, which is patholi. I can't say it, but basically she was trying to like put a disorder to it. She was like adrenal fatigue. She was like, it's something, it's burnout, it's this or that. And then, you know, through your kind of intuitive magic, you were just like, you kind of guided her into groundedness and you were like, hey, so have you been sleeping lately? What about meals? What about (laughs) this? What about that? And then she just it just everything shifted for her. Mm-hmm. She went out of this like gotta figure it out, like what's wrong with my body, to checking in. How am I? How am I taking care of my body? Mm-hmm. What have I done lately? And just kind of being there, witnessing the conversation. Yeah. I was like, wow, look at that. Sometimes it's so simple. It's so simple. And the thing about our bodies are like they're machines and. Mm-hmm. They are amazing and they are going to tell us when something is not right. And society has taught us not to listen to that. Society mm-hmm. has taught us, again, same thing with personal development, growth, all of right. that. No, don't listen to that. Come over here and let me tell you that shit's fucked up with you. Go to WebMD <laughs> and let me tell you you've got some crazy shit going on. <laughs> 
but our bodies are going to tell us there are, are they are whether we're connected to them or not they are on high alert they are mm-hmm. a watchdog and they're like you know um they're going to tell us when something is wrong you know it's going to show in skin it's going to show in bloating it's going to to show in all of these things where our body's like hey 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 and the thing is automatically like you said you know, we want to go to, oh my gosh, something is wrong with me. Put me on some medication. I have this and I have a disorder. And don't get me wrong. A lot of people, you know, have disorders and and things going on with their body. But when we immediately, that's not where we should go. We should always connect, come back in and evaluate. Have I been sleeping? And you you wonder why, you know, something's wrong. And, you know, you've had like, Big Macs for for lunch all week. Haven't put a green in your body since God knows when. Like <laughs> you drink three mm-hmm. like three cups of coffee before like eleven a.m. You barely sleep. You're on. You, you, there's and then it's just like come we we don't have to jump to disease and disease. Right. You know you break it down. Something in our body is 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 telling us we have to do better. Yeah. And another thing about that, um, just real quick, because it just popped into my head, um, eating better and doing better for ourselves, it's it's not only going to flourish with our health in terms of like energy and vitality and all that, but it's going to raise our, our frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to raise the vibe. It's going to be easier to manifest when we feel at our best. Yes. The more good and love we put in our body, the more natural, whole foods, um, loving and, and intentional meals that we have, the better we're going to feel, the more high vibe we, we feel to attract all of the things we need. Like, So don't mm-hmm. be alarmed when you start really taking care of your body and all of a sudden shit just starts popping into place. You knew yep. you were manifesting. You're like, dang, you know, like you're glowing, you're going, you're meeting new friends, like getting hit on, you know, jobs are popping and you're like, what's going on? You're taking care of yourself and you're like, your body's going to take care of you and it's going to radiate an aura that is yummy. So yummy. It's, it's basically communicating to the universe. Hey, I care about me and I'm investing in myself through the choices I'm making, through the foods I'm eating through um, the movement, I'm moving all of the things. It's mm-hmm. it's so true, and it sometimes it's an annoying answer. Like obviously, if there is, there are medical things, there is disorders and disease, and so if if that's the case, and medication is the correct route in that case, and treatment is the correct route, absolutely, hundred percent. But listen to your body in that. Does your body want this medication? Does your, like, um, listen to your body in, like, sometimes medications have side effects. So supporting yourself through that. And then, you know, speaking to my own personal journey of, like, healing from a lot of anxiety and depression. I mean, it was so annoying to be told, all right, like, just go for walks every day and do some yoga. I was like, that's annoying, therapist. Why are you telling me that? But truly so much research and evidence-based um, practices show that simple things like moving your body for 30 minutes a day, at least, you know, three to four times a week is 
is so beneficial because it gets your hormones changing. It gets, you know, I'm, I'm not a medical doctor, but I don't know, as um, Elle Wood said in Legally Blonde, like, you know, when you exercise, it releases endorphins. And when you have endorphins, you don't just go around like killing people, you know, with your words or with your mood or with this or that, or you're not killing your own mood. Um, so it, it's really beautiful to, to take care of your body and to build that connection and communication. It, it really is. Um, and people often ask me or they tell me like, I don't know, you know, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. And I, and I, I think it's important to, to vocalize this and to give the assurance and affirmation that you do know where to start. I want like, it's, it can really just be so simple as like you said, go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Your body, like I say, you want to make a huge change in your lifestyle change. I want you to do three things. I want you to prioritize sleep. I want you to drink more water and I want you to eat some fruits and vegetables. I'm not telling mm-hmm. you to not eat anything else, but these three things seem so simple and we already know we should do them. Sleep, water, fruits and vegetables. Start there. Just yes. start. It doesn't have to be, you know, this this huge change again that is so unsustainable. And you know, you got to do all of these things all of a sudden. Um, those simple three things will change your life, and they yes. will snowball into all of these other great things for yourself. To it's all information. It's just, we're just learning to know ourselves a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You're start to receive all this new information about yourself. When, when you do these, these acts of love. Yes. Acts of love. And I love that piece you shared around like just adding some fruits and vegetables rather than it's not about, you, you know, you don't have to start with taking away all your, your snacks or your foods that you're eating currently. It's just like, okay, can I add a couple apples and oranges and bananas for myself? Ooh, can I make a smoothie for myself with some and throw some spinach in? Um, and it, it is really those simple day by day steps. Mm-hmm. So to this has been such a yummy conversation. And to wrap up, I just have a couple short and sweet questions. Um, and then we'll be complete. Okay. So my question, the first one is, when you hear soulful success, what comes up for you? When I hear soulful success, um, servitude and alignment come up for mm. um not just because success for me is not just success of myself that success is also mirrored in the people around me it has added value to everyone who comes in my space um that's what true success is to me that's what that aligned success is um you know, I've learned so much of this journey. Yes, we, we have to, to build ourselves up and go within, but at one point it, it, it has to turn into community. It has to be given to those around us, to those who need it. And, um, just being aligned with that and being capable and able 
to to be in that space and and be that support for for others that is that soulful success for me mm, the ripple effect i love it mm-hmm. my next question to you is if someone listening to this only takes away one thing today what would that what do you want them to take away um, I want you to take away that you can trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Period. Period. Yes. <laughs> and that's it. Just yes. you can trust yourself. That's take a deep breath if you're listening to this. Just you can trust yourself. Mm-hmm. And for for my audience, for the people who are who know they need more events in their life, how can people connect with you online and how can they work with you? Um, you can find me on IG on Instagram, Yvette at Yvette Justina. Um, I'm sure you'll put it in there, but my name is Y-V-E-T-T-E-J-U-S-T-I-N-A. Um, you could just reach out to me there. Link in the bio has all kinds of fun stuff to it. Um, other interviews I've been on, um, make fitness fit into your life, uh, workbook, self-love, uh, ebook, all of those things. And you can also visit my website, yvettejustina.com. Yay. Yes. I'll put all the links in the show notes below. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I could talk to you all day. All day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a yummy day, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Thinking About Life podcast. If you love this episode, share it with a friend and give it a five-star rating, especially on Apple Podcasts. It truly helps the podcast get in front of new people and create a ripple effect. Share about it on your social media. And if you do, tag me on Instagram and on TikTok at lovenehacha. That's spelled L-O-V-E-N-E-H-A-J-H-A. And my website is www.lovenehacha.com. Lovenehancha.com. You can check out all my offers and ways to work with me, book a reading, book a session, enroll in coaching, and enroll in my astrology and human design course. So all the things are on there. And as always, have a yummy day. Music is Dinner Plans by S-I-N-Y, licensed through Epidemic Music.